Hi, I'm Sophie Hanna. Hi, I'm Melissa. Hi, I'm Fair Queen Tatiana. Hi, I'm Tari Peterside, and welcome to episode 47 of Ethnically Speaking, the show where we talk about all of the issues affecting the UK's highly melanated communities, from current affairs to pop culture and everything in between. We always keep it 100, and today we are going to be discussing the heated topic of using sex to get what you want in relationships. So, Twitter user at Eli Crimandal recently tweeted, My husband just called me cranky, which is sad for him because I secretly decided that we could have sex tonight. So the plan instead is to watch Gossip Girl. So, all of that being said, ladies, is it unhealthy to withhold sex in a relationship or is it just using one of the many tools at your disposal to get what you want? So I think this one is really hard for me because when researching about what weaponizing sex actually is, I feel that I'm partly guilty of doing this, not because I'm evil, but it's because um, in my view or for, for my life, I only have had sex or had that kind of intimacy with my husband. So I waited for marriage to engage in this kind of human interaction. So all of my relationships prior to this, I was always very, you know, I said, no, I'm not going to do this. So I would only do it with the person I married. So in a way, I think I did use it as a weapon, but I don't think it's a weapon. Rather, it's a privilege of being able to be together with another person that you love in a committed relationship. So if I'm guilty of weaponizing it, so to say, then yes, um, but I didn't do it for malice or bad reasons, mainly just because my belief limits me to have those kind of interactions with people I'm not committed to for a lifetime. I don't think it's a weapon to say that you're not going to have it with somebody because of your religious beliefs, girl. Do not put that on your Thank you. Exactly. Do not. I don't think so at all. That's a very valid reason. And I think, I wasn't even going to talk yet, ladies, but I'm going to talk a little bit. I'm just going to say, I don't think that sex should be used as a weapon at all. I don't agree with it. I think it actually talks to poor communication, poor boundaries, and poor conflict resolution if you have to use sex to kind of get across another point. But... There are valid reasons why someone can just choose not to have sex. They're not attracted to you. They're not really in the mood. Like, and maybe you had an argument. Like for me, I'm married. Sometimes I have an argument with my husband. You might talk about it, but when you go to bed, you're both kind of still feeling like the tension of it. And I'm not in the mood to have sex. I'm like, I, if he tried it, I'd be like, I'm not really in the mood, babe, because I'm still really thinking about, you know, what happened. I just need to sleep on it. That is not me using it as a weapon. I'm just not in the place for it. And your religious beliefs dictating that, I'm only going to share this very intimate act with one person and all these other potential F-boys aren't going to get a hit at it. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. So that's where I'm a sit in my truth right now in this very moment. Let me just hush for it like a second. Like a thank you. Thank you so much, Sophie. <laughs> Preach! Preacher! Because I personally don't... I, I don't set much store by this whole thing we have of saying, oh, well, you're weaponizing sex. What, by saying no? Oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't aware that entering into marriage meant that's it. I have forfeited all agency over everything. Like, you know what I mean? I, 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 um, 
I just find it so interesting how legally it took until the 70s to recognize the bodily autonomy of a wife within marriage. And yet somehow over the next 50 years, we have this whole cottage industry telling women that saying no is somehow weaponizing sex. That I, I'm just going to say it right now. I didn't set much store by a lot of what I was reading when I was looking into it because I, I was just there thinking, wait, so, so now it's, it's weaponizing sex to simply say, excuse me, well, you said some things that hurt my feelings and I don't want to, I, I, and now I don't want to because I'm still in my feelings a little bit. Suddenly that's weaponizing. I, like, if it's weaponizing, then fine, call me an assassin. Like. <laughs> I think, the, I think just to clarify, just to clarify, I think they're talking about the weaponizing coming in when someone is purposefully or maliciously withholding it mm. not from like a feeling of they're upset but i'm upset i'm not going to tell you i'm just going to be like no you're not getting them okay. or i'm going to reward you you took out the bins i'm gonna give you something out, babe. <laughs> so i think they're talking about the malicious purposeful intent of withholding or rewarding mm. yeah because i was gonna i was gonna say that i feel like um the lines are just a little bit blurred like the idea of saying no and withholding because that for me feels more like consent versus withholding sex um but i do think depending on the context withholding sex is a weapon that people use whether a man uses it whether a woman uses uses it i think it's a weapon that people use and simply because within relationships people have their weapons and when they're fighting or when or when they want something to go their right way or whatever they're going to bring the guns out whatever guns they have and that's just one of the weapons that they have i'm, I'm just being legitimately honest and sometimes <laughs> and the reason why like sometimes it's like Sophie said, it could literally be like the other person doesn't even know it. But like our Twitter user was like, okay, you said something I didn't like. So in my mind, you, I, I would just like, that for me is a little bit malicious. And the only way is I'm not married, okay? So I, I can't specifically speak for marriages. But what I will say is um, from my understanding, okay, men and their biology when they need to release themselves you know it comes out in different ways when they haven't been able to release themselves there may be you know the serious cases of the grumps incredible frustration just a lot of things and so for them as well as it is an emotional thing it's also a physical need and not just for men for women as well where they need to be able to release themselves so i think when you're in a marriage and you are maybe a woman or a man or whatever context relationship you're in and you know, all right, okay, he's, he's done this day, so I'm not going to have sex. Oh, he's done this day, I'm not going to have sex. And to kind of play around with it like that, even though this is your partner's physical need that they need you to meet, I think that's where it gets a little bit malicious and I'm not really into that. Um, yes, that's what I'll say for now. <laughs> yes. I, okay, so if um, my, my previous example, uh, waiting for marriage is not weaponizing. I have had conversations with men who were married, not my husband, just other men. And <laughs> <laughs> just putting it out Make there. Make that distinction yes. clear, girl. Make yes. distinction clear. <laughs> with other men who are in marriages who also have children. And after they've had the children, their wives don't want to be intimate. And also, when I encourage them, like, oh, maybe for Valentine's Day, do something special. They're not even getting the reward 
um, intimate moments with their with their wives. So it's really sad. And in that way, I do feel that some women do weaponize it because they're controlling the mood of a man. And also, if these men are talking to other people about their sex life, I think it's very dangerous ground. So I do think some women do weaponize it. And that can lead to other things happening in that marriage or that relationship. So I do think if women are attentive to their men or to their uh, girlfriends, whatever situation you're in, I think it's very important to listen to what your partner wants because if they can't express themselves romantically with you, then what are they supposed to do? Okay, um, to your point, to your point, Tatiana, so, sorry, um, to your point, Tatiana, you mentioned about um, wives not necessarily wanting to have sex after they've had children and everything else so do you then feel that okay let me ask you this Mm. (laughs) do you feel it is should it not then be the responsibility of the husband in that situation to then pour love and attention and also communication into the relationship and put in that effort and think oh we've not been having sex lately Maybe she's feeling a particular way. Maybe something has happened that has left her feeling like maybe she doesn't want to anymore. So let's communicate and find out why so that we can get back to our normal, like, physical intimacy. Yes, I agree with you. And I think also Sophie brought this point about communication. A lot of couples don't communicate. But Mm -hmm. I think if most men communicated with the women... Uh, but with children, for example, in my in my life, if the cleaning is done, if the kids are in bed on time, then obviously there's going to be time. So if men properly communicate with their wives, they're going to have a better, I guess, knowledge of why the woman doesn't want to have any intimacy. But also some women don't have that esteem or don't feel sexy after they have children. So that may also be a problem to, you know, be intimate with your husband. So communication is definitely key. And I think men should help around if they want to make sure that, you know, their wives are in a mental state to be intimate with them. But can I just say, just to fill it onto your point, is I think sometimes it's not even just as simple as, like, the man can have a chat with his wife, because at that point, I feel like there's already a breakdown in their relationship, and maybe he tried in other ways, and because she's kind of held back for whatever reason, maybe after she's had the baby, maybe she's not feeling good about herself or maybe her sex drive is just completely gone. Um, They need to have a conversation about that. But because she may have already given him resistance, he's taking it as rejection. And so, you know, people, if you want to have sex with your partner and your partner says no, or if you want to have sex with anybody and and someone says no, you take it personally as rejection. Like, you you don't want me you Yeah, you take it as rejection. And sometimes that can hurt your feelings a little bit. And you may, and if you're already not the best communicator, you're not going to say, well, that hurt my feelings, what's going on with you? You're probably just going to become passive aggressive. And so that already contributes to the problem of maybe why a husband may not say it to his wife. Sorry, Sophie, go. Do you know what? <laughs> Guys, I just, ah, I feel triggered. And I hate that word because I get it's, I feel like it's getting overused, but I feel triggered, yeah? In terms of Ooh. what you said, Tarrier, in terms of isn't it the guy's responsibility? No, it's both people's responsibility. It's both of your responsibility to be talking. It's no more one person's responsibility to be making sure the sex happens than another. Um, you should be, you should be talking about it. You should be having sex regularly in your marriage like if you go to marriage counseling they will tell you if the sex has dried up if you're not having it regularly then there's probably something we need to talk about because sex yeah, is counseling, honey. 
I've, I've, yeah, I had, when I had marriage counseling, they were very much like, if the sex isn't happening, it's a sign that something else is going on. Because mm. sex really is an outpouring of the rest of your relationship. So if it's not happening, there's chances are there's other things going on. Now, for example, it could be a busy period. Someone could be studying. There could be a project on at work. But if this is going on for months and months and months and months, then there is something else going on as to why you're not getting involved in a sexual or an intimate connection that you're not supposed to be having with anybody else. This is the person you're, you're, ha you're saying you're going to have it with if you are in a monogamous relationship of whatever kind. Now, in terms of communication, the communication should be going on regularly. I don't ever want to get to the point where my husband is trying to guess why I don't want to have sex with him after children or this week or whatever. It needs to be a conversation. And for me, like, I just feel like bun that rejection hurting. Like, I'm, I'm just not here for it. Like, people should just be able to say no and be like, you know, and to like, if I'm not in the mood, I'll tell my husband why. Do you know what I mean? I'm not just gonna say no, turn over and go to sleep because then you can kind of combat that kind of feeling of it's you or it's personal. It's just like, I'm just, I'm just really not in the mood tonight, babe. Like, so let's just do it another time. But then also making sure, in my opinion, that sex is available to you both, that you're like, we're, we're having sex on a regular basis. So saying no on a Monday doesn't mean anything because there's various other opportunities to do it. So, I was very conscious in getting married that I wanted to make sure that sex was happening happening regularly during the week to make sure that we're keeping in we're keeping that connection that um yeah that that's going on so if it's not happening then we're both like oh we haven't had sex in like a couple of days we need to have sex we need to stay connected we need to do it sometimes life gets busy but I just feel like but I'm still not here for the weaponizing of it because when I hear people talking about oh I'm using it as a weapon um, he's going to get it tonight because he acted right. I'm just like, when was the last time he got it? Why are there such big gaps in between <laughs> when sex is happening? In the... That's what, that's what got me. Because if I told my husband tonight, you're not, I'm not having sex because I'm just not in the mood, he's not going to be like, well, that's the month of March gone. What the hell? No, he's Elfie, not. He's going to be like, Elfie. okay, it's coming round the corner like a bus. It's coming again. So, <laughs> like I said, triggered, 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 I'm triggered. No, you speak to such, like, honestly, I think romance is missing in a lot of relationships. Sometimes people are stuck in the honeymoon phase or when they first get to know each other and people just slip. And I think it's important for people to just still flirt when in a relationship, still kind of seduce each other and make sure you're available for the other person. And I think... For some people, they don't see themselves as sexual beings anymore whilst they're being in a relationship. And actually, when you're in a relationship with someone and you are interacting in that way, you should be available for that other person because I think that is a natural progression of how you, you know, if, if you have a really good conversation, then, you know, you're, you see that person in a different way, your eyes lit up and, you know, it should just roll naturally. But unfortunately, for some people... Having sex is a task, having sex is a chore. So for those people, I think, are the ones that actually weaponize it. And usually it's men who want it more compared to women. But I think a lot of women who are um, in, in tune with themselves know when, what they want and when they want it. So you also have to vocalize it. And I think people just have to take charge of their sex lives and not wait for the other person and clearly communicate that and also set boundaries or expectations. So for some people, it's they want to have at least five times a week. For some people are happy for once a month. So you need to understand what the other person is like, because otherwise you're not going to be compatible.
I know we've spoken a lot about weaponizing sex, probably um, having a lot to do in relationship about communication. But you know, when I think about weaponizing sex, to me, it's also like an indication that there's some level of manipulation going on in this relationship. Because for me, it's kind of like when you're training a dog, oh, I give you treats when you do something right and I punish you when you do something wrong. And it's kind of like, well, if you've got to that point of your relationship where you're training the person like a dog and rewarding them here and there, like, why why are you with them in the first place? Because shouldn't they be acting generally accordingly to the point where you'd always, or most of the times, would want to um, engage in sexual relations with them um, instead of treating them like a dog? So for me, it feels a little bit like manipulation. So I don't know, I want to hear your thoughts about that. Um, I agree. I think it is manipulation, Anissa. I really, I really do think it is. And I think with that sort of manipulation, when it comes to a human being, um, it's short lived. There's only going to be a certain amount of time that anybody's really going <coughs> to up with this until they break, they decide to leave or they decide to cheat. Now, I'm never going to be one to advocate cheating, but your chickens are going to come home to roost eventually if, if, if the, if this is the constant pattern that's going on, um, within your relationship. And I think as Tatiana said, it might be a case, I guess, furthering on a point that Tatiana said, maybe this person, man or woman, doesn't know how to communicate what it is that they want, or maybe they're feeling insecure and this is the only form of power that they feel that they have. So this is the way that they're going to kind of exercise that power when maybe they just need reassurance and love to be listened to. Um, but I think weaponizing it again is just a sign of something else that isn't ticking over properly in the relationship. Mm. So there are multiple different ways of weaponizing sex. And one of the key things that I, I noticed was that coercion is another form of weaponizing sex um, of manufacturing the conditions under which somebody says yes to you. Now, we all do this to a certain degree, but not everybody is coercing everybody else. Um, I'm talking in terms of the more like insidious form of coercion, like in terms of, well, if you don't have sex with me, I'm going to leave you kind of coercion. And um, I don't know, like, man, I, I, in summation, basically, I'm just happy to be single because I was reading up all of this, reading all of this drama and all these things around the choices and reading about, oh, well, I'll give him some if this, or maybe I won't if that, or you're manipulating this person. I was like, wow, okay. Like maybe, maybe it's actually a good thing that I'm alone right now to just not even have to deal with this headache. Do you know what? Do you know what I'd say to that, Tarie? Like... <laughs> Everybody brings their stuff into a relationship, whether whether it's a romantic relationship or a friendship. Definitely being in a romantic relationship and living with somebody, you're going to be much more aware of the things within your own self that you don't do well mm -hmm. and that don't help the relationship to grow. M relationships are very much mirrors for probably the things that you're doing wrong and they show you that, do you know what? I'm probably not as great as I thought I was. Mm. But I think something that um, Anissa said earlier is that when you're seeing these things, 
Um, or when you'll see, because she was saying, well, maybe it might not be the sex, but there might be something else that you're doing or weaponizing your relationship and everybody does it. It's about trying to improve on these things within yourself. Like for me, they're revealed to me in my relationship. I see the errors in my character and now it's a chance to kind of improve and work, over, work on them so that my relationship is flourishing. But it doesn't matter. Whatever time you get into a relationship, if you ever get into a relationship, if you ever want to, you're going to see things about yourself that you just don't like and aren't helpful to the growth of it. It's just part of being human. Mm. Yeah. So I, I suppose if you are a person wanting or weaponizing sex in your relationship, you really have to question, why am I weaponizing it? Why can't I just talk to this person and really reflect the issues that presenting uh, itself in the relationship so I would say to anyone who is weaponizing um sex in their relationship to just really think about is it worth um doing this because if if you have to control your relationship then probably you're only the only person in it because you don't you shouldn't have to control the relationship the relationship be <laughs> it should be natural it should be organic you shouldn't have to force anyone to do anything you know, someone should want to love you. Someone should want to be with you and be kind to you. And if that person isn't, then maybe you should just bounce. It's it's not the relationship for you. I love that. And yeah. can I just say, guys, before we go, because this, this topic I feel very strongly about, but this whole thing about weaponizing sex or seeing it as a commodity or a currency to kind of give to men made me feel just all sorts of way in terms of specifically because it was a woman from Twitter that Same. we were talking about. And I think saying that men are controlled by sex or men, you know, have this irrational need for sex, they can't say no to sex. I just feel like we just allow men to get away with the worst of themselves and the worst of their behaviors when we say that, because mm. if they're gonna be controlled by sex right. or dominated by sex, if they were controlled or dominated by food, by power, by money, by alcohol, by drugs, we would say this isn't healthy. Like you need to find a way to deal with this or get some professional help because anything that masters you stops you from being of use in your life and progressing. It's gonna ruin you in the end. So men can say no. If someone's manipulating them for sex, they can say no. They can decide to walk away. They are not actually controlled by sex. They're not animals. Like that's what separates us from the animals that we can reason and that we can choose to choose how we react to things. But all that being said, you should be having sex with each other in a relationship. Let the good times roll. <laughs> Fantastic. And on that wonderful note, thank you all for watching another episode of Ethnically Speaking. Um, so let's keep the conversation going. Do you think Withholding sex in a relationship is an unhealthy thing to do. Let us know in the comments. And if you would like to see more from us, click the link in the description below where you can subscribe to our emailing list where you can get extra ethnic in your inbox once a week. And for a summary of everything we've spoken about today, head over to unitedmelaningroup.com forward slash ES047. There's a link in the description below. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube, remember to give us a thumbs up, share the video and subscribe where you can get more from us and to click the notification bell so you don't miss a thing. We will see you on Wednesday where we'll be discussing the pros and cons of code switching. And as ever, remember, wear your mask, keep your distance, wash your hands and stay safe.